Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trana here with you, and it is a Twitter Tuesday, but a very light Twitter Tuesday. Not a whole lot of questions. I guess everybody has Super Bowl hangovers, and plus we're kind of entering a dead period right now, at least for the next several days, until um, you know roster building or rebuilding, I should say, begins with um, salary cut caps and that sort of thing. So just a few questions came in from everybody on this Twitter Tuesday, and I will devote the entire show to answering those questions. Thank you to everybody who submitted them. Um, Also, as a reminder, we are still taking your applications for our fan appreciation shows, which we hope to run in a couple of weeks. What I'd like to do is I'd like to be able to run a whole week's worth of shows, but um, I may have to just... run one show a week, depending on how many applications we get. But anyway, you can get uh, the application by texting the word Big Blue, all one word, to 474747. And if you do not have texting available or uh, if you have a texting plan that you have to pay for texts, you can also drop a note to Locked on Giants podcast at gmail.com. And what I'll do is I will send you the link to the online form. It's just, just some basic questions, folks. Nothing to be, you know, too concerned about. It's just so I have uniform information to help me with planning and whatnot. So, uh, I'm happy to send that to you if you do not have texting availability. Um, all right. So let's get to our questions for today, Twitter Tuesday. Again, very few questions. And um, those of you who submitted questions, I'm going to try and, and, and get you as much detail as I can. So let's kick them off. Uh, we'll start off with Oscar Nieves, who asks me, after seeing how, do- how dominated the Chiefs' uh, offensive line got, would it be a good idea to continue rotating linemen next year? Oscar, thanks for that question. I think the problem with the Chiefs' offensive line getting dominated in the Super Bowl wasn't a result necessarily of rotation. It was more of a result of a drop-off at depth. They had two tackles that they were missing, and they had to go to their backups. And if I'm not mistaken, I think throughout the year they were without their right guard for most of the year. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think he played yesterday. But, um, yeah, so I I don't think it's the rotation, although I will comment about the rotation in a second. But the big thing with what I saw with the Chiefs, and I wrote about this actually on Giants Country, is it's all about the coaching. If you get yourself a good offensive line coach, there shouldn't be that much of a drop-off between the um, the starters and the backup depth. And with that, you have to have backup depth. And one of the things I mentioned was that uh, the, the Giants right now, uh, Cam Fleming is going to be an unrestricted free agent. And if he walks, they basically have a lot of young and, and relatively inexperienced depth behind the starters, the projected starters. 
So I think that's a big key is making sure you have enough depth, obviously, and making sure you have good coaching to build up what you have as far as the depth as well as the starters. And uh, the Giants, uh, reportedly at any rate, made a, a coaching um, a coaching hire for offensive line. That is Rob Sale. I think that's how you pronounce it. I think it's pronounced Sale. Um, so yeah, there is, uh, they, they made a hire and he is a guy who surprise, surprise, um, has, um, a connection with Joe judge from their, um, from their days back at, at, uh, Alabama under Nick Saban. Um, this guy from everything I've read and researched, really good hire. And, uh, you know, it's a guy, like I said, that Joe Judge is familiar with, a guy who, you know, I'm sure he vetted and he's coming in and he's allegedly going to be the, or I should say reportedly going to be the new offensive line coach. As I record this, the deal wasn't finalized. They were still ironing out a few details in the contract. So I think between coaching Oscar and uh, the talent, making sure you have enough talent, the Giants' offensive line should be okay if they can accomplish those two things. But, um, you know, also uh, there's a degree of luck to it. There's also the injury factor and keeping these guys healthy. I mean, you could have – I can remember one year where the Giants' linebackers, for example, totally wiped out the starters, the depth behind them. I mean, they were pulling in guys off the street. So there's a certain degree of luck behind that. And uh, we'll see if the Giants, you know, how that offensive line looks in year two. I don't know necessarily if there's going to be a rotation again um, next year. But um, it, I guess it would depend on whether or not they have preseason games. And right now, uh, the, the word is, is they're going to do everything kind of the same that they did last year. At which point I could see there being a rotation, but we'll see. We'll see what uh, Joe Judge does because now at least he has a better idea of what some of these guys can do and what they can't do. So we'll we'll play that one by ear. Okay, uh, you are listening to Locked On Giants with Patricia Train. It is a Twitter Tuesday edition of the show, Light Twitter Tuesday. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll answer another question here on the Locked On Giants podcast. Stay with us. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your sportsbook expert. Hey, Giant fans, this is Patricia Trana, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. If you're looking for a way to keep Giants football in the forefront during this offseason, pick up a copy of my new book, The Big 50 New York Giants, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. This 350 plus page book takes a deep dive into the rich history of the Giants franchise, covering every era with stories, photos, and more that take you behind the headlines. The Big 50 New York Giants is available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, TriumphBooks.com, and wherever books are sold. 
Pick up your copy today. And thank you to everyone for your support. Hey, welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked on Giants segment two on this Twitter Tuesday. We have just a small smidgen of of, uh, questions submitted by the readers and the listeners. So I'm trying to to get through all of them on this show and uh, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, which is a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, before I get into this next question, I I just want to say thank you to everybody who took the time to write in about the show the last couple weeks. You know, we've had some guests on the show. We had uh, a couple weeks ago, we had David Turner, who was with me the entire week doing Senior Bowl week to to kind of give you an expert, a scout's expert eye on the prospects. And of course, last week uh, for Super Bowl week, we had giant legends on the show. We had Eli Manning with his dad, Archie, Leonard uh, Marshall came on the program on Friday. Mark Collins was on the show. So we had a really good week of show. The last couple of weeks, we've had two good weeks of shows. And uh, the goal is to keep bringing you the, the good stuff as we uh, inch forward to the pro days. There won't be a combine this year, but, you know, I think there's there will be pro days of some sort. And so we're waiting to find out about that. And, of course, we'll have free agency, which will be here before you realize it. So all that is on deck for the uh, for, for the upcoming several weeks. All right, next question on today's Locked on Giants Twitter Tuesday comes from, um, let's see, John Spielman, who asks, assuming Kyle Pitts has been taken, what other offensive playmakers would be available at 11 in the first round? John, that's a tough one to answer because you'd have to run through several mock draft simulations. So I don't know how the board is going to fall. But here's what I'm hearing as far as what draft analysts think is going to happen. They think that all three of the top receivers, Jamar Chase of LSU and the two kids from Alabama, Devonta Smith and uh, Jalen Waddell, will not be on the board by the time the Giants go on the clock at 11. Now, I've also had some analysts say that of those three, Waddle could be there because of the injury situation that he's had. So a lot of it's going to come down to, I believe, is the medical aspect of it, and that's what we're we're you know going to find out about over the next several I, I don't know weeks or when they start up these uh, these pro days or mini combines, whatever they're calling them. And again, there's no schedule set just yet. You know, with the 2020 season officially ending as of Sunday, I don't think they've had a chance to really catch their breath yet. But um, certainly, we're something we're keeping an eye on. The other thing I would say is if Pitts is in there, I wouldn't rule out the possibility of the Giants maybe going defense, you know, um, based on some of the mocks I've seen. And I'm doing an article for Giants Country that will be out um, around 8-ish, 8 in the morning on Tuesday, uh, just covering the last uh, two different mock drafts that I came across um, which I thought were worth writing about because they take a different approach. But you could potentially see 
some defensive players coming off the board. You know, maybe uh, a Quiddy Pay, maybe a Micah Parsons could come off the board, a Patrick Sertain, the second. Um, so it, don't rule out the possibility of there being a defensive player coming off the board for the Giants at number 11. If one of those playmakers that you mentioned, um, Kyle Pitts, Chase, um, Smith, and, and Waddle aren't there, um, it really that 11 spot is so tricky. I mean, you could do any number of things with it. And I wouldn't mind seeing the Giants trade down if I'm being honest with you. I mean, that's that's to me is a – when I look at the value, the initial value, I just don't see, you know, it, it, there's like a cluster of players. And you just wonder if maybe this would be the year for the Giants to trade down if they could pull it off. But um, kind of early to say, but that would be my my guess as to what they do at that point. All right, next question comes from Texas Wine Lover, who asks, when a captain makes the call for the coin toss, who actually makes the decision on heads or tails? You know what? That depends on the team. The Giants of the 1980s, I believe it was Bill Parcells, head coach Bill Parcells, who used to make the call and tell the captains at midfield what to pick. I think at times the Giants, you know, in more recent years with Tom Coughlin, he would leave it up to the captains to decide. So it really depends on the team, on the coach, on the players involved. Um, there, there's no rule that says, you know, the head coach has to make that call or the captain has to make that call or whatever. So it, it's it, it depends. And I don't know how the Giants did it last year. But, um, you know, it, it, I do know in, pe- in the past, different guys have done it, made the call and relayed the message. And, and uh, you know, that's kind of how that, that's worked. So thanks for that question. It's a different question. And I appreciate that. You're listening to Locked on Giants with Patricia Trainer here on this Locked on uh, Giants Twitter Tuesday edition of the show. We're going to be right back with one last question on the mailbag. Stay with us. With the ever-increasing number of auto makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait for the counterperson to order the parts on a computer, usually choosing the brands that the store happens to prefer? Instead, take your search for your auto parts to rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for all your auto parts and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpeting. Whether it's for your classic or daily drive, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. 
and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's RockAuto.com. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked On Giants, Segment 3. Patricia Trainer here with you. And February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, coming up also uh, down the line, we're going to have some of these college hosts, by the way. Um, I'm going to invite them on the program to break down the different prospects in their schools. And uh, that's going to come up probably. We'll start that probably, I would say, uh after the first wave of free agency. So that's always a fun feature to hear from the hosts of the college uh, programs on the Lockdown Network about their school's prospects. And that's good stuff. That's gold stuff, I think. So I hope you enjoy that. Let's get back to the last Twitter Tuesday question. Um, This came from Hang Osawilo who asks, is Ben Wilkerson staying on with the Giants with the hiring of the new offensive line coach? Um, Seems a bit of a slight for a guy who has several years as a coach in the NFL to be superseded by a guy with none. Um, As far as I know, Hank, yes, Ben Wilkerson will be back as of this recording. I have not heard him of him moving on. Um... I don't think he looks at it as a slight. It could be a matter of comfort level. It could be a matter of opinion of head coach Joe Judge that maybe, you know, Ben Wilkerson is ready for the position to, to be a, you know, a, a, a full-fledged offensive line coach. It could be any number of things. So I don't think they view it as a slight, not, not in the least. Um, that's not the type of environment that Joe Judge has put together. I could see why you would think that, you know, it's kind of like, um, you know, that your company hires a big shot salesperson who has no experience, but because they're younger or whatever. Um, and, and meanwhile, you've got the experience, you know, there's a seniority thing, I guess, is, is what you're probably getting at. So I, I totally get that, that, um, that mode there. But Again, Ben Wilkerson, I've met him a couple of times and he just doesn't seem like a guy who has an ego. He seems like a very good team player, a guy who is willing to do what the coach asks and, and just, you know, he, a guy who takes pride in what he does. So, you know, I, I don't think it's a big deal for him. I, I don't want to speak for him, obviously, because obviously I haven't spoken to him um, on the matter, but... um Look, it's all what's a matter of what's best for the Giants. And, you know, if I'm a, uh, if I'm a coach, if, uh, you know, the head coach says, look, th- we're going to go with this guy because, you know, he's better qualified or, you know, he fits what I'm looking for. 
you just show up, you do your job, and, and, and you go home at the end of the day and, and, and call it a day. So that's how I see it. But uh, thanks for that question. I appreciate it. And uh, let's go now to email. Got a couple questions that did come in via email. Let's see. This is from Sean Kearney, who sent in two questions. And Sean, thank you so much for the kind words about the program. Really appreciate them. Um, let me take each question one at a time. Start off with question number one. I've always been a big fan of Dalvin Tomlinson, but can't Dexter Lawrence fill his role should he leave? Are there differences in their game or what they are asked to do on the defense that would suggest otherwise? Um, theoretically, you would think so, that, you know, yes, Dexter could feel, fill that role, but Dalvin is more of a, a run-stopping nose tackle, a space eater. He's a guy who you're really not going to see rush the passer too much. Um, he's a guy who's going to take up multiple blockers and free things up for the end. So um, I don't think we're comparing apples to apples here. Now, with that said, Patrick Graham once made, made the comment about um, how sometimes offenses shift. Whereas, you know, you start out lined up in, say, uh, I don't know, a three-eye te technique, and then suddenly you're now a three-technique as opposed to a three-eye because there's some shifting that goes on. So they do cross-train the defensive linemen to be, you know, to be uh, versatile. But here's the other thing ask yourself. If you were to move, you know, Dexter inside to Dalvin's spot at nose tackle, who are you going to play on the end there? Right? So to me, the answer is, is you go and you, you, you know, maybe draft a guy for that spot. There's a lot of big bodied, run stopping interior defensive linemen that I think the Giants should be able to be, grab um, on day two of the draft. And I mentioned one, you know, in my mock draft yesterday, um, to Foley of, of USC. So we'll see if they, they agree with that. But um, I, again, I, I don't think that Dalvin Tomlinson is going to be back. I, I, I think that's going to be really, really difficult for them to get him back here. All right. Now your next question um, has to do with Julian Love. You remember when Julian Love was drafted, everybody lauded the pick as a steal. If he was such a steal at the cornerback in the third round, why didn't we ever try him at his natural position until late this year? I have no idea. You know what? I've been wondering that spot that myself. I mean, the only thing I can think of is usually if a cornerback is a tweener, which I think Love was classified as when he got to the NFL level, usually they try and try them inside at safety, um, as opposed to putting them putting them out there on an island. So that's the only th reason why I can think of that. Now you also asked, did, do I think? Do I think he performed well enough to justify being a shot at the number two corner? I think he'll get an opportunity to compete. I am not convinced that he's going to win that job. Now, I'd still say, if I'm the Giants, I get myself a legitimate shutdown cornerback. I don't know if Julian Love is that guy. I let him compete, absolutely. But, you know, I just, I need to see it. I guess is what I'm saying. Um, it was such a small sample size at this level and in this scheme. I really need to see what he could do. And I think, you know, quite honestly, I think that that's the, the feeling of the coaches. They need to see 
more of what he brings to the table. And I think it says a lot, by the way, that um, the Giants basically waited until they ran out of options at the end of the year to try Julian Love at cornerback. So that should tell you quite a bit of what they, they might think of him as a corner. But again, that's why you line up. That's why you practice. That's why you compete. So we'll see if that's how they feel when they next take take the field, whenever that might be, and uh, give these players a chance to show what they got. All right, Giant fans, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much, as always, for the questions. Thank you for tuning in. And thank you, of course, for sticking with me as we enter the dead period of the NFL calendar. Relax, though. We'll have news soon enough. You know, there'll be roster moves. There'll be other types of stuff coming up. And uh, the Locked On folks did give us a schedule of programs and topics for us to co- to cover. Um, so we will do that. We'll try and stick to this schedule as best as possible. But we also have the freedom to... Uh, to do our own thing and we will do some of our own thing but coming up tomorrow we're going to do some sort of a year in review type of thing whether we do a position group or, or just you know a couple players or something like that i haven't decided yet on the topic but that will come tomorrow thursday we'll do a throwback thursday uh, type of show and friday is um, scheduled to be free agency friday so We'll take a look at that as well. So that's a quick look of what's coming up the rest of the week on the Locked on Giants podcast. So until tomorrow, this is Patricia Trainer. Thank you again for listening, and we'll talk soon.